Xavier Quarterman and welcome to episode 12. So excited. I really enjoy episode 11. Yeah, last that week. was fun. It was really cool chopping it up and we got some really cool feedback mm-hmm. on that. So maybe we'll like come across that conversation again. Yeah. And um and have other people on it. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, so I hope everybody had a great week. Um and I hope you enjoyed episode 11. Mm-hmm. So let's do a Quick mental health check. You can so. say mental fitness. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how have you been on a scale of one to ten? How have you been physically, emotionally, and physically? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been an eight physically. My stomach's been hurting. My jaws waistband has been folded because of my stomach. Okay, have you been <laughs> spiritually, mm. emotionally, mentally on okay. a scale of one to yeah. ten? Uh, spiritually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so funny. Fitness. Uh, All right, yeah, go ahead. Spiritually, I've probably been at a. I'm, I'm going against the grain when I say this, but I feel like spiritually I've been at an eight. And not because I've been doing great and I feel close to God. I feel like it's been very challenging. Mm. It's been very, very challenging. Like every day it's just been, um, a, you know, just a fight to um, just be intentional. Mm-hmm. Like with things attacking my mind, like working and then being home and like being present with you guys and like just staying healthy. So I've been challenged in a lot of ways spiritually, um, especially 2023 at this point. So. I'll say I'm at eight because my activity with trusting God and depending on him is really yeah, high. Yeah, it's high. Um, mentally, um, I've been at, because of that, I've been mentally like at a five. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's, it's been, um, it's been tough trying to find space to just like sit in silence. Like I think yesterday was good. I had that time when you and Zaleo went out for a bit and I was home for a bit and I just kind of like, you know, I tried to watch a show to like rest whatever but i'm just like enjoying silence for a little bit but Mm -hmm. i think i need to do more of that and uh emotionally i would say i would say i'm at a a seven okay Um, that's good and it's not because of anything external it's just i think along with my mental like just doing a better job listening to my body Mm -hmm. listening to my mind and my emotions and Especially as a male, like sometimes it's hard to not downplay that. Yeah. Like your emotion, like what I need to, you don't need to take a break or you don't need to feel sad. Like I still have that voice mm-hmm. that I wrestle with, but I think I'm, I want to be more intentional with managing that. But so I think I've been a seven overall. Nice. So what about you? One through 10, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. I think spiritually, I was about to say physically again. <laughs> you want to talk about physical fitness? <laughs> I want to work out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so physically, I meant. <laughs> Oh my God. We're just going to change the subject. Let's, all right, just go ahead. Physically, just get it out. <laughs> Sorry. Do four of them. 
Do four. Spiritually. Do four. No, you do four. <laughs> Physically, I feel good. Like, okay. I'm at a 10. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. But spiritually, I feel like I'm at about a seven. Um, And a seven because like you, I've been like, you know, the season has been really hard and it's been a long one. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. a very long season. And um. I guess a part of me struggles with focusing on what God has told me to do in this season. And it's kind of going against how I feel like, yeah, like we're like, it's just hard mm. right now. So trusting God is, it's like up and down for me. Yeah. You know, emotionally, I'm like, uh, probably the same, like a 6.57 mm-hmm. and, um, mentally I'm like a four. Because mm-hmm. it's just been because of this tough season, it's been hard to keep my mind right and like focused on like my purpose and like what the goal really is. Yeah. And like focusing on what God said. Mm-hmm. So like it's like also like an up and down like. Yeah. Like thing mentally. Yeah. So, I hear you. Yeah. Well, this is good to hear. Um, well, it's not good to hear. Well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah well thanks for sharing your thoughts and yeah yeah so. same likewise and if anybody like do you have a friend or somebody you talk to like do a mental check, yeah. a mental health check on them ask them the same thing like it's, sometimes it's just cool sometimes you don't even know what you're gonna say mm-hmm. like I didn't know I was a five or whatever I thought I was until yeah. you know, I was asked so um, let's get into it like we're gonna be talking about arguments and mm-hmm. relationships yeah and um, so Let's let's start off with sharing our let's put our butts out there first. All right. Before we tell anybody about anything, like <laughs> what's a story that you remember of an argument we had? Um the good thing about me telling the story is I don't remember what we were arguing about. <laughs> so that's good. That mm. means I forgave you. God. <laughs> but um I remember we were in an argument. We were downstairs, like mm. It just got like really hot, really mm-hmm. quick. And all of a sudden, Xavier like got up, he stood up, and he started <laughs> like jumping around the room, like yelling. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like I was like staring at him like what is going on right now? Like I was trying to like hold back laughter and stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, that was a funny moment. I remember that. I mean, in the moment, it was like, man, this is, he's really feeling yeah, I was it. really mad. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Was, what about you? <laughs> um, we were going to St. Augustine. I had to um, play talk box at a church up there. And we were in the car, like on the highway. And like, we had like, ended up getting into an argument. Mm-hmm. And you were driving. And yeah. I think like, it just got like so much. Like, I think, I don't know if we were yelling. Mm-hmm. This was a couple years ago. It was before Zalea. I don't know if we were yelling. I think we were yelling. And that got so overwhelming for me that we were in a parking lot at the time. We had, yeah. and, and I just got out the car and started walking. Mm-hmm. I walked for like 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where you were. I just walked. It was on the side of, it was like off the side of a main road in a city. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Don't know where we were. Yeah. I ended up finding this restaurant. <laughs> so I went into the restaurant and ordered some fries and a burger. Yeah. And I just sat there and ate and watched ESPN. And then 
I walked 45 minutes back to the spot where I got out the car hoping you were still there. Did I text you? Where I don't you were? remember. But he came back in the car all sweaty and stuff. It was but hot. I remember like while you were gone, I was like at a restaurant too. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I went to the bathroom. Like I was like <laughs> on my phone. I was just like, all right, I get some time alone. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is that we were on the way up there to play at a church and we're going through that. Yeah. And that's stuff you don't see. That's stuff you don't hear about and mm-hmm. people are like, they loved how I played talk box and it's like, oh, congratulations to you guys. But like, they don't know that like we argued all yeah. the way up here <laughs> and we, I just, we just took like a three hour break <laughs> in a city. Like, yeah, we don't know. Like, I remember that story. It was just, it was kind of funny because it was just random. That's not something you think you would do <laughs> in the yeah. middle of arguments. You got the car and walk for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. So, I think one of the things that we had to do and we still have to do um, in our marriage is identify our styles of communication mm-hmm. and then identify the root of that. Like, where do we learn our styles of communication and conflict? Like, where do we learn how to voice, you know, our pain or our anger? And that really has an effect on, you know, how you do things and how you communicate when it comes to arguments to your spouse. And so I know for me, um, growing up, I didn't see my parents argue a whole lot. But when I did see them, you know, maybe communicate in that way, my mom was very vocal Mm -hmm. and my dad was very quiet. Yeah. Like he was just like so chill, so laid back. And I think the way that affected me um, moving into our marriage was like part of I just wanted to be silent. Like I didn't want to engage. Mm-hmm. And when I did engage, it's because I was about to explode. And so it was kind of like zero to 100. And you didn't get any of the number. You, yeah. got, you only got zero and you only got 100. And so I have to intentionally, you know, talk and, and engage. And then because then on one end, that makes you feel like he doesn't care. You know, yeah. he's not even, which I didn't get that. But it's a real thing, right? So what about you? Um, I think... Growing up, like, uh, yeah, I didn't see my parents argue a whole lot either. I just don't really remember. But I do remember, like, when they did have disagreements, they were both vocal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had uh, conversations with them because I get really angry. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to. Now, I'm a little better now, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but I used to get so angry it was like really bad and i've had conversations with my parents where they share stories that make sense to why like i am how i am mm-hmm. and like i am a very vocal person like like a part of me feels like if i am feeling something i have yeah. to say it yeah and if i don't say it, it's like it's like boiling up inside <laughs> and then it turns into like to, like destruction <laughs> Yeah. I have to tell them they're a disgrace. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have yeah. to tell them they're ugly. No. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm very vocal. And mm. I think because I saw my parents be vocal. Yeah. Which it was okay for them to both speak their minds. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, like maybe we think about the opposite. Like, maybe someone's listening and, like, they never thought about, um, the the styles of communication and disagreements but somebody who did see their parents argue a lot mm-hmm. like they were sitting right there or they were in the room where they can hear it through the walls whatever the case is like 
and they heard they heard screaming and then guess what like then they're more likely to scream mm-hmm. when they're disagreement or like similar to me if they they just were quiet or if they saw not even much speaking they saw it was physical mm-hmm. you know but i think it's important that we identify that yeah and it's an ongoing conversation to how we can you know build continue to build healthy mm-hmm. um habits when it comes to disagreements which let's talk about boundaries yeah you get into that like i know we personally have our boundaries and it's different for everybody yeah um but we can share ours like we can talk about what works for us and if it works for you yeah we'll take it if not it's fine but like now you could you name a couple of our boundaries yeah so we have a boundary of we don't go below the belt, like calling each other like the B word or a F boy or like whatever. F boy. <laughs> yeah, like going below it'd be, the belt. Nah, but it'd be funny. We're arguing like, yeah, F boy. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I think that would actually break the tension. No, that would get you so mad. Well, nah, you would say the way you would say it probably would. Yeah. But yeah I, I really never, pronounced that. I, I don't even think nobody would ever call me that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but... not even cool enough. <laughs> All right, go ahead. But yeah, like. Going below the belt, like calling each other names, we no hitting or like pushing or like nothing like that, like yeah. nothing physical, and um, no leaving or staying the night somewhere else. Yeah, and if well, like we can step away if we need to step away. I was about to say that. Yeah, like yeah, like if you do have to step away, we voice it and then we step away yeah. for an hour or whatever we need. Mm-hmm. But we never. I think you did it one time. When you stayed at yeah, a hotel, yeah, yeah. but that was really bad. Yeah, that was a very, very bad situation. But yeah, um, after that, we had made that boundary. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that was before we actually even had the conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really important. I think with the hitting below the belt one, I know that's big when it comes to men because, like, our uh, our ego is everything. Mm-hmm. So when there are comments made that below the belt that check my ego or not even check, but like hurt my ego as in like, you're not even a real man or you need to man up Mm -hmm. or you're not a good father or like all those things. I think those are along the lines of, um, what we mean by like below the belt. And for me, like, yeah, for you, it's more like, Oh, you're not a woman or, you know, things that challenge you as your identity as a woman. Mm -hmm. Those are the things along the lines, I think below the belt. And when you're in those arguments, you want to go for those because, yeah. you know, they hurt. I <laughs> <laughs> be thinking, man. <laughs> it's crazy. I say stuff in my head, but I don't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Now I'm be thinking about that. Like, what is she Whatever. saying? <laughs> there was something, um, there was something cool that um, I read in the Clean My Mental Mess book mm-hmm. um, by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And she was um, describing uh, the different waves um, that go through our brains that put us in different mindsets to achieve different things. And I like, I came across it when I was reading, but I went back to it today. And um, there are waves that come through our brain for about 15 to 40 hertz. And she put this, um, amplitude of high beta increases with stress and high flares occur when experiencing anger, guilt, shame, and blame. This shuts down the brain regions that handle rational thinking, decision-making, memory, and objective evaluation. 
Blood flow to the prefrontal cortex, the logical analytical part of the brain, can be reduced to up by 80%. Starved with oxygen and nutrients, the brain's ability to think clearly can plummet. That's crazy. Because we just think we get like mad and angry when we're like in arguments. But there's so many things like biologically happening. One, the uh, there's a part of our brain that does the logical analytical analytical thinking. All the blood flows to another part of the brain and it shuts down the other one, like leaving us unable to think clearly, to memory, you know, to have memory and like decision making. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I thought that was super interesting because I think that adds more context to when we're angry, why we we feel a need to defend ourselves, our brains in this mode um, to to act accordingly. Yeah. So I think that was pretty interesting to like think about. Yeah, that's good. And even with the boundaries, um, I know like there's a thing where like people say whatever's on my mind, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. Like it don't matter how it comes out, but it can really tear down a person. Yeah. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, that, that's a that's a good point. And that's really out there. That's in the TikTok quote social media world. Like, I speak my mind. And I think people, we often mistaken anything that comes across our mind as truth. Mm-hmm. And so I personally think, and we have this conversation um, constantly, is that you're, I think we're still responsible for communicating the truth in a way that respects our partner that in a they, way that our partner understands in a way that they understand i know my mentor told me he's like like this sounds i don't know if it's how you take this but he said she's like a textbook that you have to study that you need to know how she communicates you need mm-hmm. to know how she understands it's not like i just get to do it my way and you gotta adjust yeah. it's like no you have to study how she understands, how she thinks, how she talks, how she receives things. And it's my job to do that. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, like I think it's, it's really important that you take that time. And then it's like, but you don't want to do that, right? Like, it's like, I don't want to do all that. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you're angry. But I think it's very important. And not everything that comes across your brain is truth. And not everything that comes across your mind has to be said. Yeah. Especially if it can like hurt your partner. But it's always like, yeah, I'm honest. Like, you know, I'm, and it's like, well, you, that's why you don't got no friends. Because you like, yeah. you sling every, everything that come across your brain on everybody. Something that I do is when it comes to like other people, like I'll vent it to Xavier and I'll just say whatever I want to say. And when it comes to him, I'll write it down, like how I mm-hmm. really feel. Like I'll type it out and I'm like, yeah. Ooh, okay, like I feel better. Like if I would have yeah. said that, it would have been really bad. Yeah. So like what helps me is like writing it all out. Yeah. Because then it, like for me, it sounds like crazy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I write it out, I like I'm able to like process it and be like, oh, well, this is like I had a I get a different perspective when yeah. I do that, you know, yeah. so. I do that to help me. Yeah, same. I, I journal uh, when I feel like that. Like mm-hmm. for me, just getting it out, um, it allows me. I think it's part of getting those brain waves down to where you can get to a place where you can start thinking clearly, yeah. have better decision making. I think that's what happens. It's like you let mm-hmm. that out, and then we're able to, yeah, slow our heart rate down and like tap into a a healthier mind state where we can make better decisions and better tend to our partner. 
yeah on a communication level so i think that's important but yeah like that whole mentality of like i'm being honest and then you just kind of like break all the rules but it's because it's your truth doesn't mean you like you say it you know yeah there's a nice way to tell the truth no yeah. matter what it is yeah i never forget i just had to be like our second or third year of marriage and you were we got an argument you're like yeah like you sugarcoat the truth too much <laughs> and then I like told you everything and you're like, that's way too harsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I like now you're like good mm. now, but it was like, like, I feel like it was like super bad. Like you really try to make something so bad sound so good. Yeah. And I guess that's why I was like, all right, like you're, <laughs> you're sugarcoating this <laughs> you like really crazy. You want to know what I really thinking? <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, when I do hear the truth in a good way, like I'm able to be like, oh, okay, like I get it. Yeah. So, like one of the things I think about um, is that anger is just an emotion. It, it's not, it's not like a verdict. It's not like a final say of something. It's just an indicator. Mm-hmm. It's just a messenger. And they say that anger is often the first emotion experience for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. like fear, lack of control, like you feel threatened, you feel misunderstood, you don't feel heard. Yeah. And it's crazy how anger is the go-to for so many things. And I think when we understand that, like we can better ha- handle our anger, especially with our spouse, because if you make me angry, oftentimes I'm going to be like, well, why? And then at the end of the day, I've, I've come to learn that it's something really small and something that doesn't really have to do with the, the amount of anger I'm experiencing. Yeah. Something is like, I didn't feel heard. And then like, I'm really, really angry or, you mm-hmm. know, something like simply being heard or feeling seen or. Yeah. There was something that meant a lot to me, but it's not, it didn't mean that much to you at the time. So you might've belittled it, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And if we don't ask the questions, anger would just like, yeah, I think blow that thing up. But when we're really able to sit down and be like, okay, what's behind the anger? Because this thing can channel so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think that has kind of like helped me moving forward with anger. So one of the things that we experienced early on in the marriage mm-hmm. was that you had more of a tendency to like physically get your anger out. Yeah. So like you like hitting stuff, punching mm-hmm. stuff. You never hit me. Thank yeah, God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for there's people listening who have that same mm-hmm. they feel that need to express that way too like they get angry and they feel like they need to hit something they need yeah. to slam something and and um so like could you speak to that um to that situation how like you experienced like that and then how you kind of progress to handle your anger the way you do now yeah in our arguments i yeah i was really bad i would anything like, I would go, like, zero to, like, a million. I remember we are engaged. <laughs> and we got in an argument in my apartment, my one bedroom. Yeah. And I think I went into the room, and all of a sudden I heard, doom, 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 doom. Like, what the heck is that? I think that was my first time ever. That was ever. the first time. I was like, what in for, the? No, for me, like, I didn't know that I could get that angry. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't know that I, because I've never gotten that angry to where I'm hitting something. Like, she got a gun? Like, what she shooting? <laughs> it was that loud. I'm, I'm like, what could she be hitting that's that loud? <laughs> But yeah, like I used to hit stuff. 
Um, I used to like hit well anything that was around me except Xavier. Like I wouldn't hit mm. him, but like what if I like you was about to hit something, I put my face there. <laughs> that would be your fault, <laughs> and I would have been happy. <laughs> ah, help! <laughs> but yeah, anything that was around, I would just like you know get yeah. my anger out on it and. Um, I think how I got out of it was the last time, um, I like punched a wall, right? Mm. And we were living in my parents' house mm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, dang it. The wall broke. <laughs> and I don't know how my like hand didn't break. Hulk smash. But yeah. Like, and I had to tell my parents and, you know, they were cool with it. Like, well, that's why I left. <laughs> they weren't mad or anything. Y'all could judge me for staying at the hotel, but you saw that girl punch a hole in the wall. Like, yeah, well, uh. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what it means. My face. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> um, well, well, I remember I had a conversation with my dad, like, mm-hmm. that night that it happened. And, um, like, this is what, like... That was the last time I ever did it. And he, mm-hmm. like, shared stories, like, of how he got angry, like, as a younger kid and, like, mm-hmm. stories, like, crazy stories. I'm like, wow, like, this mm-hmm. guy was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but even, like, as, like, a 10-year-old and, like, yeah. but um, but my dad's, like, a teddy bear now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like, he shared stories and, and it kind of clicked for me, like, right then and there, like, oh, like. He struggled with anger and now like yeah. it kind of like passed down to me. Yeah. So like I think right then and there, like finding that root mm. of like where it started, it like never happened again. Yeah. Like now, like I'm very calm when I'm angry. Like sometimes I'll um like have I guess like anxiety attacks a little, like mm. breathing really hard. Mm-hmm. But like after that, it was just like I'm just like calm and like yeah kind of just quiet until like you come talk to me or vice versa yeah but yeah, i think like finding the root of where your anger comes from is so important yeah because that's when like it all ended for me mm. yeah that's which that's, is so crazy that's really powerful and man i hope i hear what you're saying and like it's encouraging me and i hope that that encourages a lot of people and as parents and as kids. And I'll say, why? Well, because sometimes we don't want to share mm. with our kids things that we might not feel proud of. Yeah. But in fact, sharing those things equips them mm-hmm. and empowers them to change that pattern. Yeah. Like, I, I can agree to that. Mm-hmm. Like, when my parents have shared things with me, and sometimes they're not good things, but it helps me. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I'm experiencing that, like, like that helped me to, you know, change my way of thinking or yeah. like, know, like, oh, this came from that. Yeah. And so like talking to even asking your parents questions like yeah. or them, you know, whatever it is, like it really helps. Yeah. For real. Yeah. There's a, um, a book I'm reading called uh, It Didn't Start With You. And the guy, he's a therapist and he's all these other titles, but he was uh, in a session with a guy, his son. Um, used to start stabbing the couch with, with pencils mm-hmm. and then when he was 9 or 10 it turned into stabbing he stabbed a student with a pencil Yeah. and so the guy was like man I don't know what to do my son we have him on all these medication mm-hmm. so he said sit down and tell your son the truth tell him about his family so the guy sat down with his 10 year old son and said hey son your grandfather stabbed someone to death when he was younger your great grandfather also stabbed someone to death 
And he said when he shared that with his 10-year-old son, mm. he never needed any more medication and he never stabbed again. Yeah, that's wild. And so like it's just it's one it's just like you said, it's when you it's somehow when you find the root, mm-hmm. it just it's not that it's a cure, but it's something freeing about it. There's yeah. something that equips you and gives you the strength to to, you know, change and, and make it change your mind and, and make different decisions and break the pattern. So yeah. I really think if anybody, if nobody gets anything out of this, like that story you shared was extremely powerful. Mm-hmm. And even if you know, you know, you can't talk to your parents, just sitting down and discovering that route. And yeah. if you can't talk to them, like that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and whoever raised you too, it cannot be your yeah, parents. It yeah, can be a grandparent. Um, I'll never forget. For me, I was. This is like 2018. I'm living on my own. I was on the phone with my dad, and we used to talk every day on the phone, just talk. And I forget, he was just asking me how was marriage. And I was telling him, and he's like, man, you know, I was, I'm a really quiet guy. I've never been that good at having intimate conversations with my wife. Mm-hmm. So he was like, always make sure you talk to her and like have intimate conversations with her. Yeah. I was like, I can almost tear up saying that, honestly, because mm-hmm. I remember that moment. And I think from that point, like I've been intentional. It was like, he admitted, I'm not that good of a communicator. Yeah. Like sometimes I was just quiet and I should have been saying something. I should have been more expressive. And him sharing with that that with me, I think is the reason we can sit on this podcast mm-hmm. and we both just share our feelings, our emotions, and share stories because I never forget my dad told me, You need to talk. Yeah. Talk to her. She like share how you feel because there's times where I want to be silent. When mm-hmm. you ask me how I'm feeling or when you bring something up, I, sometimes I don't want to talk. Yeah. Like I'd rather just sit in my own zone and like just be quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, but him sharing that with me helped me identify the root of just wanting to not engage. Yeah. To want to sit in my own world. Yeah, which I appreciate like you being a talker. Yeah. Because I went like the other way. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm gonna talk now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I appreciate like him being a talker. Like, cause it's like guys feel like if you talk. Like, it's like you're, like, weak or, yeah. like, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, woman, if you have a husband that likes to talk about his emotions, like, make sure you protect that. Yeah. Because it's important. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. And it was just a random thought. I was like, one of the things that drew me to you was your ability to listen. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't how sexy you are, though you were really sexy. and Thank you. Yeah, like, you're all that. You're bad. Like, all of that. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah. So, yeah, it was your ability to listen. Yeah. And I look at what society praises as beautiful and attractive and sexy, and none of that has to do with the quality of character that if you're a woman who listens, that's so powerful. Yeah. Because on one end, you want a man who's emotionally sensitive. You want a man who knows his feelings. You want a man who's secure. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, you don't, you don't really understand that. That takes the knowing how to listen. Yeah. And the fact that you used to sit and like listen and you do it now, like the fact that I can talk and share my emotions, share my feelings, which is already uncomfortable at times. Because mm-hmm. I am wrestling with dang, am I weak for this? Like, I'm, I'm supposed to be tough. Like, I'm supposed yeah. to not cry. And the fact that you're listening, I'm like, dang, I'm being heard. 
And so on one end, you're nurturing that. Like you're constantly reminding me, hey, like I'm here, I'm listening. I'm validating what you're saying. I'm validating what you're tapping into right now. Yeah. And so I appreciate that from you because I'll feel in my mind like I can't imagine sharing my feelings. You're like, man, you need to man up. Like you stop Oof. being a, you know what I'm saying? Like it's tough. I'll never tell you. <laughs> I like, I'm like and cringing like, thinking men about have, it. I, I know personally guys who are in relationships where that's, that's their treatment. Like they share like, Hey, that really kind of bothered me. It's like, man, you, you F, you know what I'm saying? Like you mm-hmm. F N word, like yeah. man up. And that's it. That's traumatizing. And so I'm well aware. I appreciate you listening. Like, listen, like, it's good to be sexy, but a woman who listens is even sexier. Yeah. Like, I'll put that out there. You won't, You might not get likes on Instagram, like, with that. Or that might not be a popular <laughs> quote, but I'm telling you, like, that's, that's a character of a wife. Yeah. She knows how to listen. And that's you, f- for sure, 100%. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, like, in wives, like, or even just a girlfriend, whatever, like, if your significant other is being, is talking to you about their emotions, I'm talking specifically guys, like, mm-hmm. for guys. Yeah. Like, if your boyfriend or husband is talking to you about his feelings, like, don't diminish it. Mm. Like we said earlier, like, there's always, if you're not agreeing with what he's saying or, like, there's always a nice way to say it. Yeah. But always listen first. Yeah. And yeah, I think just I'm thinking about like just talking down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think on the on the on the opposite end too, men we need to learn how to be good listeners too. Yeah, like it's really easy for us to like kind of like zone out or like because women are always constantly experiencing and processing emotions. Like you know, you guys are more thoughtful than us it can feel, sometimes feel like a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want to like have to deal with that. But I think it's important like to ask how you're doing and to learn how to listen and to stay engaged. Yeah. Um, one of the book I just finished reading, Strong Father, Strong Daughters, is like the lady harps on, you need to learn how to listen to your daughter. Like when you talk, when she's talking to you, she can tell when you're not paying attention. And I was like, I, and I remember talking to you about it. You were like, dang, that's, that's almost like what you need to plow with me. And I'm like, that is true. Like, yeah. Like the way that she's encouraging me, like to listen to your daughter and she can tell when you're not being engaged. Like she just wants your attention. She wants to know that you're zoned in. Like, I understand I need to transfer that to my wife too. Yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, how are you feeling? And I know how you are and <laughs> you're about to unload it. But, but if you you're be scared to ask me, I'm not scared, but <laughs> like if I'm already, feel burdened and I'm experiencing my own negative emotions. Like sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm prepared to take all yours too, but I'm learning. You're not putting it on me. You're yeah, just expressing you're just it. Sharing. But as a man, sometimes how you're doing, we feel is our ego. It's our pride. Yeah. And sometimes like I know in the beginning of a marriage, like when I went through something, it felt like I was blaming you for everything. Yeah. Like everything was on you. And mm-hmm. I, I understand how people could feel that way. Yeah. But yeah. I think it's um, like I do notice when when you don't pay attention, when you're not like, like into it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Like, 
I like when we look at each other when we are like we're in a disagreement or something or mm. like when we're talking. Like I like when we look at each other. Mm. Even though it's hard. Like, yeah, sometimes it's, weird it's hard. Sometimes. There's been arguments where we're like facing opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> that looks so crazy <laughs> when you imagine it. Like, well, you're like the person that's not talking is looking at you. Yeah. But the person who's talking is like, you know, either looking at their hands or, you know, looking mm-hmm. around like that happens. And then when you start talking, then I'm like, I'm confident to look at you now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yes, like. Yeah, but, I so like, like to be face to face and. So like we going back to what you shared about um like the urge to like want to hit and slam mm-hmm. things like now we just recently incorporated like touching while we're in a disagreement like having my hand on your lap yeah or we're holding hands like and I think that is a contrast to mm-hmm. you wanting to like express anger to now yeah. we're in a disagreement but now you're experiencing affection it's affectionate touch like and we had a we had a, a good conversation. Was it yesterday or the day before? Yeah. And we incorporated that. What was that experience for you with the with the background of like being Ooh. physical? Yeah, I I like the physical uh, touch um, when we're talking, um, but it does get hard when we're and it's getting a little heated, mm-hmm. or it's like I'm not agreeing with something you're saying. Yeah. Or like mentally, I'm like, well, I want to take my hand off because like <laughs> I don't like I'm not really. Yeah. Uh feeling the vibe. Yeah. But I I like it mm-hmm. cuz it kind of keeps the energy like controlled and like yeah. and when your hand is taken off it's like a like you said it's, it's like a big gesture. Yeah, it's a big gesture. It's like a snatch. It's like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> you you want to do that like That's when it gets heated like, yeah. "All right." But yeah, like I think touching is it helps. Yeah. For sure. I think one of the few I I know for me putting gas on the fire. And I think for many people in arguments is that we don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen that in the past when we both like areas got superheated, we're just going at each other. Like I'm trying to, what's happening is I'm trying to make you understand what I'm saying and how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to make me understand what you're saying, and how you're feeling. That's all we really do when we argue. And we go to amazing heights. Yeah. And so when it, I think it boils down to like being heard mm-hmm. and the most successful, um, most successful arguments. <laughs> <laughs> she was hurt. I succeeded. Nah, I think the most, <laughs> the, the times where we successfully came to an agreement is when it was like, all right, you talk. And then I acknowledge mm-hmm. what you said, how you feel what you're thinking and like repeating what you heard and yeah. And then repeating. So like what I, and that's a big one mm-hmm. repeating what you heard from that person. Yeah. Like I, I think my, um, my boy Sammy like told me about that. I don't know if we we're in premarital. Yeah. But he really shared that. And I'm like, I found that really works really mm-hmm. well. And then vice versa, you sitting, hearing what I had to say and validating it. Like, okay, your experience is valid. And I think that's another thing, like when we um, invalidate each other's experience. And I, I struggle with that because I'm like, sometimes as men, we don't know how certain things hurt you. Yeah. So we, we're, we're telling you that you shouldn't have been hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but how are you going? Like, it did hurt, though. So yeah. like you're telling me that's a big one. I, and I think we've we've gone our rounds on that as well. 
And like, I wonder, is it, I wonder have some of our arguments landed peacefully just by saying, I don't, I don't understand, but I hear you. Yeah. Like I, I don't, as much as you try to tell me how hard your day was, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. And even if I did do what you do, it's going to be different. All right. So I know we talked about a lot. We got into a lot of things, but just a recap of some of the solutions, you know, mm-hmm. like during an argument. Yeah. So setting boundaries, um, touching helps, mm-hmm. um, knowing your significant other's communication style and how they understand things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then trying to be more positive so that tougher situations are easier to talk about. Yeah. And also, which I think is the most important, is identifying the root of where the anger comes from. Yeah. So I think that those could help. And also, if you have your own solutions, you know, whatever works for you and your spouse or a significant other. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. And as you navigate through these, these conversations and uh, through just this journey of mm-hmm. focusing on how you, you guys disagree, um, it's important not to compare. Like, I know we all can sometimes, like, see on Instagram, there's mm-hmm. other couples on there. Like, there's just, there's, like, pages of, like, these Instagram couples, and it's like, they have this nice, beautiful house and beautiful family, and it's like, we're like, me and my spouse argue, me and my boyfriend or girlfriend, we argue. It doesn't look that perfect. And it can seem like that couple doesn't argue at all. And all of a sudden, like you're downing your process, you're downing uh, how you guys are doing because we argue. And it's like everyone I see on Instagram, these amazing couples, they don't argue. And it's like, mm-hmm. and then you have, you, some people know couples like, oh, we just love each other. We don't argue. And it's like, <laughs> if you don't disagree, something, <laughs> something ain't right. Yeah. disagreements are healthy and I, that's why we're presenting these tools because mm-hmm. I think it's healthy to disagree Yeah, because that's the only way you can get on the same page sometimes and, and really get down to the nitty gritty of things and keep the relationship alive. So people who, who like love to rub it in people's faces, Oh, we, we don't argue. Yeah. Don't, don't pay attention to that. Like that's a, uh, something's not right there. Like I, I've seen it across the board where it's healthy to have, disagreements so don't be discouraged don't compare your process in your relationship like everybody's different it's mm-hmm. going to be different from ours yeah it, like it's going to be different and maybe none of these tools might not work for you and that's fine yeah and maybe sure. all of them might work or you found one or two we're just here to present different tools and hope it will encourage people and people who aren't married like if you're single mm-hmm. like that's still really cool because you have you get arguments with friends yeah. Like you can still kind of look into these things. If you're dating, you can apply some of these things. And if you're married, and I think one of the greatest tips is just banging it out too. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> For real, that helps. When we got married, Destiny used to be like, let's let's just let's just have sex. I'm like, I don't Yeah, know. I used to do that every time. Like I that don't was do like that her anymore. cure. I don't like it well, helped though. It did. <laughs> but we were able to better. But sometimes talk. I was so mad that I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got oh, I I'm taking my fine. <laughs> I'm like, she used to get me with that every time. I but, like to talk it out first now. Yeah, now, yeah, now we, we talk it, we talk it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, we appreciate you guys. Baby, you wanna kinda close us out here. Yeah, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Don't forget to email us 
If you have any questions at lifeon11podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at lifeon11podcast. And we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have a great week. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye.